Welcome once again to the Richard Roper Podcast. I am Richard Roper. Thanks to everybody who's been listening and subscribing and sharing and tweeting comments and all that good stuff. We continue to chart not only in the United States of America, but in many, many lands across the globe. We appreciate everybody listening. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes. They're back. Whether you want them back or not, the Golden Globes are back. Uh, the nominations were announced earlier this week. We're going to talk about the changes they're making to the Golden Globes and some of the nominations. And of course, when we talk about nominations for awards, we must use the term snub. Who was snubbed? As if we're all back in high school and somebody ignored you in the hallway. Who got snubbed this year and some surprises? Before we get to all that, here's your reminder. The Richard Roper Show is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. The digital landscape is changing rapidly. And to compete in today's online business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, web development, e-commerce, mobile apps, digital marketing, all to drive your overall business's success. Because they believe that today's online world is your online opportunity. Thanks to AmericanEagle.com. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards. I'm Ricky Gervais, thank you. Um, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking, I never did. NBC clearly don't care either. I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English and they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all gonna die soon and there's no sequel. So yeah, remember that. Okay, let's talk about the Golden Globes. The nominations are out and we've talked about this on the podcast and via other platforms uh, as you know there was the big scandal a couple of years ago complete lack of diversity among the voting members of the hollywood foreign press association concerns about ethics the fact that it was a very small voting body of fewer than a hundred journalists and sometimes we put that term journalist in quotes because in some cases these were not full-time entertainment reporters there were uh, allegations of members accepting gifts, all sorts of things. The Globes have always been sort of an open joke. I've written about this. I wrote about this in a couple of my books, and I've written about it through the years. It has that title that makes it sound like the United Nations, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And because of the fact that it was on network TV or cable TV, and there was a time way back in the day when it wasn't even on TV, and the stars started showing up because it became the precursor to the Academy Awards. It became a thing because they... Hollywood made it a thing. Hollywood loves to reward itself. And we kind of looked the other way about the actual voting membership as opposed to the uh, the Academy, which has like almost 10,000 members and has gone to great lengths in recent years to become more diverse and more inclusive. But has always consisted of at least five or 6,000 actual working members, uh, writers, directors, actors, producers, editors, et cetera, in Hollywood. So the Academy Awards uh, remained the gold standard in more more ways than one, but the Golden Globes are back. Now, here's the deal. Uh, the HFPA president, uh, Helen Hone, says that uh, they've cleaned up their house. They've uh, boosted racial and ethnic diversity of their membership to over 51% by adding a bunch of U.S.-based journalists who work for overseas outlets. 
uh, more than 100 new international voters. Uh, she says the depth, the diversity and size of the voting body now is historic and includes voters from 62 countries, a majority of women. With all that being done, and, you know, we'll take a wait and see attitude, but it seems like they're making some sincere efforts. They kind of had to because if not, they were going away forever. So the Golden Globes are returning to NBC in 2023, which is right around the corner. Uh, with Dick Clark Productions, uh, the announcement was made a, a little while ago. They'll be back to the Beverly Hilton. That's the place uh, where you always see it's it's a big ballroom. So that's the you know the famous shots of the Golden Globes. They literally serve dinner and they have lots of champagne and other uh, adult beverages flowing, which makes for some kind of some fun uh, speeches and some wacky moments. So they'll be back at the Beverly Hilton. This is the 80th anniversary of the Golden Globes. It's going to be uh, Tuesday, January 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, that is here in the United States, um, and also going to be streamed live on Peacock, so people have a chance to see it that way. Now, it's interesting because that's a Tuesday. Usually awards are on Sundays or Mondays. Uh, that date was chosen due to NFL football that Sunday. You ain't going to mess with NFL football. And the NCAA National Championship football game is going to take place that Monday, so they pushed it to Tuesday. Now, NBC hasn't talked about the terms of the deal, but believe it or not, they were paying $60 million for the licensing fee for the Golden Globe. $60 million. It's insane. I guarantee you they're not. I can't guarantee it because I don't know for sure. But, okay, I will uh, give you some informed speculation, as we used to say in Chicago. My speculation is that they did not have to pay $60 million. So they're back, and uh, we'll see what happens with that now. Listen, I'm going to tune in. And, you know, there's some some of my colleagues in the entertainment press when the nominations were announced were tweeting and Instagramming, et cetera, saying, I'm not going to give these things credence. I'm not going to talk about them. We should just completely ignore them. Even if you feel ethically that that's, you know, that the Golden Globes are still problematic. You know, I think it's my responsibility as someone who writes and broadcasts and podcasts about the entertainment world that I have to report on this and give my opinion about it. The Golden Globes are back whether we want them or not. Uh, major stars are going to be there. Major directors are going to be there. If you win a Golden Globe, it's going to be part of your Oscar campaign. So, you know, to say, well, you know, I'm not going to cover it because I don't believe in the Golden Globes. Well, they're a thing, again, whether you like it or not. It's sort of like being a sports reporter and saying, well, I, I don't like hockey, so I'm never going to talk about it. It's not really... I don't think it's the responsible thing to do. So here's the deal. The nominations are out, and even though there was... um quite a bit of, uh, you know, big tent inclusion in terms of the membership. The nominations were not all that surprising. In fact, uh, all six of the nominated directors are men. None of the 10 movies nominated for Best Drama or Best Musical Comedy were directed by women. That means some terrific, brilliant, and talented female directors were overlooked, including uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood for The Woman King. My King. The Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. We must fight back for our people. Mine is gone. You are asking me to take them to war. War. Some things are worth fighting for. Don't know. Sarah Polly for Women Talking. It was all waiting to happen before it happened. You could look back and follow the breadcrumbs along the path that led to violence. When we looked back, it had been everywhere. We would be forced to leave the colonies if we do not forget these men. None of you will listen to reason. 
We know that we've not imagined these attacks. We know that we are bruised and terrified. Hope for the unknown is good. It is better than hatred of the familiar. We could not endure any more violence. Maria Schrader for She Sad to All, snubbed, if you will. Hi, my name is Jody Cantor. I'm an investigative reporter for The New York Times. What have you got? I was told that the wrongdoing in Hollywood is overwhelming. I don't want to be quoted, period. Understood. What is it exactly that we're looking at here? These young women walked into what they all had reason to believe were business meetings. Instead, they say he met them with threats and sexual demands. I was young, scared. Hi. We're from the New York Times. I believe you used to work for Harvey Weinstein. I tell you what, um, why don't we take a quick break here? Rokan will uh, talk to you a little bit about Portillo's and then we'll really get into the ups and downs of the Golden Globe nominations. Let me tell you about our friends at Portillo's, the finest fast casual experience you're going to have in all of dining. Portillo's, you know, not just hot dogs. A lot of, you know, when it started in Chicago, people were like, oh, it's a hot dog shop. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, we got, we got Italian beef? Wait, we got Italian sausage? Wait, you got chocolate cake? <laughs> nice. Oh, man. It's just uh, it's just one of the great experiences you can have. And I, I think I just said this a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. If you live somewhere where Portillo's is new, in California, Arizona, parts of Florida, check it out. Go. Have the chocolate cake. You get a little slice of home if you're from the Midwest, you're from Chicago, or you're from the East Coast too, because you know that that food will be very familiar to you as street food. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, ah, oh, you know, am I gonna, you know, it's gonna be so heavy? It's not. Mm. And can I just tell you something? Mm. The best thing about Portillo's mm. is that bun that they put the Italian beef on yeah, yeah. that you get now when you get that dipped and it gets all wet. Yeah. That is the perfect piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, carbs be damned. You can do it once a month. You're sure. not going to hurt anything. You'll be fine. Portillos.com. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S is how you spell that. Portillos.com. Find a store near you or order online. And you can get it anywhere in the United States of America. Portillos.com. Okay, we are back. We're going to talk about the Golden Globe nominations. They were announced on Monday. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the surprises here. Now, this is kind of interesting. Tom Cruise, when there was all the controversy going on with uh, the Golden Globes, said he was going to send back the three Golden Globes he has won. Other actors were talking about. I don't know if they ever. I don't know where you send it. I guess the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, like a PO box number. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, which was a huge hit and a, a worthy sequel to the original, did get a Best Drama Motion Picture nod, but uh, Tom Cruise did not uh, get a nomination for for Best Actor. And a lot of people are talking about him maybe getting nominated for uh, an Academy Award for Best Actor. I don't know about that. I, you know, listen, he's a movie star. He's been nominated before. Uh, Magnolia and Born on the Fourth of July. You know, it's not that Tom Cruise doesn't have the chops to earn an Oscar nomination, but you know, the star of Top Gun Maverick is kind of the movie. You know, the all the great flying scenes. He's very good in it, but to say that it's one of the five best performances of 2022, I think, is a stretch. So he wasn't nominated for the Golden Globe, and again, 
whether or not we think it's appropriate, that will slow down the momentum for him getting a Best Actor nomination. Uh, a couple of other surprises here. Uh, Yellowstone. Let's take a listen to a clip from Yellowstone. Get back, all right? Get back before that thing eats somebody. It seems friendly. Well, it's not. Now get back. We won't get any closer. You see that fence? That's mine. That fucking fence down there, that's mine too. Everything this side of that mountain, all the way over to here, mine too. You're trespassing. They don't believe you. What? Says that it's wrong for one man to own all this. He says you should share it with all the people. Yeah. This is America. We don't share land here. So uh, Kevin Costner was nominated. Uh, Kelly Riley wasn't. And, you know, it's a, it's a fun, big, old-fashioned, entertaining, uh, modern-day Western. Kevin Costner is great. He's made for that role. But Kelly Riley is, you know, everybody talks about I mean, she steals every scene she's in. Kind of surprising. As you might expect, uh, you know, broadcast TV just doesn't get the love it used to get. But a couple of good old-fashioned TV shows, Abbott Elementary, which has become, I think, in the tradition of um, The Office and Cheers and other classic kind of workplace uh, sitcoms, Abbott Elementary is is the latest. That's just, you know, it's going to run for seven or eight years, win awards. Everybody who watches it uh, loves it. It's probably my favorite sitcom since Modern Family. Okay, everyone, please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, except for Andrew, who is taking a principal stand against nationalism. I'm Janine Teagues. I've been teaching second grade here at Abbott Elementary for a year now. The staff here is incredible. There is a seven-year-old custodian who voted for Kanye teaching social studies. That's who runs the world, kids. The main problem in the school district is no money. There have been three presidents since this one. It's an old book. Here's where I taped in the others. So Abbott Elementary uh, getting some love. And then Hillary Swank for Alaska Daily. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check this out, two-time Academy Award winner, Hillary Swank, nominated for Best Actress for Alaska Daily. Uh, that's the name of the newspaper. The setup is kind of interesting, especially to me, someone who has worked in newspapers for more than half my life now. Uh, Hillary's character is a big-time investigative journalist in Manhattan, but then there's kind of a, a scandal that hits and allegations that her big scoop might not have been as solidly researched as it could have been. She's out of a job and her old boss comes a call and it says, why don't you come to Alaska, work for, uh, you know, this small town uh, newspaper, relatively small town. It's really not, it's uh, Anchorage. So it's, you know, it's a pretty big city, but they, they treat it like a small town. Uh, and she goes to work for Alaska Daily and now gets involved in a very small newsroom where there's about 10 reporters and the newsroom itself is in a strip mall. And it, it's kind of a gotta, it's, even though it's a, it's a newspaper or if you want to say website-based uh, show, it's really like uh, the classic cop procedurals where there's a new story every week that gets kind of solved and then some ongoing stories as well. Great supporting cast. And Hillary Swank is terrific in Alaska Daily. You're a born reporter. You're one of the best. Why are you here, Stanley? To offer you a job. Cold case in Alaska. She went missing two years ago. Her death is part of a pattern of murdered indigenous women. I'm one reporter. You don't need me. You break big stories, I mean, we're just missing too much. It's been two years and no one's come forward with any information. No one's gonna do anything about it. We're gonna break this story.
some other surprises in the uh, best actress movie category. Danielle Deadweiler, uh, who's so great until was not nominated. And Jennifer Lawrence, who I loved in a film called Causeway. Hey, look, if it get dark now, you just ride it, okay? Yeah. Yeah. How do I do that? <laughs> All right. What's dark? Being back here. You don't got love for this city? the city and what is and she did not get nominated of course she's an academy award winners won a lot of acclaim believe it or not jennifer lawrence is only like 32 years old it seems like she's been around forever i mean she obviously looks young but that's because she started really getting critical acclaim in movies like winter's bone when she was still maybe 19 or so uh if you haven't had a chance to see causeway you should check it out it's a really really smart interesting look at a soldier going through PTSD. And we've had a lot of films like that, including the aforementioned Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, uh, Hurt Locker, American uh, Sniper, going all the way back to Coming Home. It's almost always been about male soldiers, about men. Jennifer Lawrence plays a, an Army veteran here who has PTSD, and she's back home in New Orleans, and, and she's got a lot of issues she's dealing with. And Brian Tyree Henry becomes a a key player in this film as her co-star. He runs a local auto repair shop and they become friends and maybe something more. But it's too smart of a movie just to make it a kind of classic romance. A uh, great character study called Causeway. She's not nominated. Here's what I was really surprised about, actually, is uh, Anna de Armas got nominated for Best Actress for Blonde. On the hand. How'd you get your start? What start? In movies. I guess I was discovered. I know you're supposed to get used to it. But I just can't. I've played Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. I can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, that is the quite dreadful, difficult, uh, depressing slog of a movie. Uh, another biopic about Marilyn Monroe. I think Anna de Armas is a great actress. I think she can be terrific in the right role. I thought she was miscast as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, she gave it her all, that's for sure. Uh, but there are even sometimes when uh, when she raises her voice or she gets into big emotional scenes, her Cuban accent slips through. I did not find it to be a great performance. It's certainly not something I thought would be nominated. This one, I don't know if it's a surprise, but it's certainly newsworthy. Uh, Will Smith, of course, we're about a year past uh, the slap heard around the world. Uh, Apple TV Plus did release his film Emancipation. It's a very serious kind of prestige uh, award contending type film based on the true story of a former slave who eventually uh, fights for the Northern Army in the Civil War. It's, it's, it's based on that story, but it's mostly a fictionalized version of it. I did not love the film, but it is the kind of big movie star performance that gets nominated. Will Smith was not nominated. I don't think this was a, a, a mistake, if you will, by the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, I found his performance to be a movie star type performance, and he did not, as opposed to King Richard, where he disappeared into the character of Richard Smith, and he deserved the Oscar. Uh, the other controversy aside, I thought in this case that this was the kind of movie, you know, the, the camera's always on him, even when he's, 
you know, struggling, it's clear that he's going to come out on top. It's a movie star acting thing more than a really becoming the character. Not nominated for Emancipation. He won't get nominated for the Academy Award either. And he can't go because he's still banned from, I guess, showing up, right? Uh, no nomination for uh, Yellow Jackets, the Showtime series that has gotten universal critical and commercial acclaim. Uh, now, this is kind of interesting. Brendan Fraser uh, nominated for The Whale. Now, he has stated that he will not attend uh, the Golden Globes, not because of the recent controversies, but uh, because of his allegation that back in 2003, the former head of the HFPA groped him. And he has, you know, still dealing with the the fallout from that and the memories of that. Uh, so he says he won't attend. He was nominated for the whale. I think he's got a real good chance of winning. Do you ever get the feeling people are incapable of not caring? People are amazing. That's kind of uh, the you know the the the, the notable uh, surprises and and snubs, if you will. Uh, we'll go through the list real quick of some of the major categories. Now, remember for for the Golden Globes, they do movies and TV. They also do musical co- musical and or comedy as well as drama, which I like. I wish the Academy Awards would recognize comedy in a separate category because they never, almost never, recognize it in the actual Academy Awards. And so it's all about really uh, with the with the Globes, they don't get into a lot of the technical categories behind the scenes. It's really just directing. They don't they don't have the Academy Awards, of course, has editing and cinematography and sound design and et cetera, et cetera. And they don't they don't do that. They stick to the the high profile uh, in front of the camera categories. It's one of the reasons I honestly I think it does usually pretty well in the ratings and it'll do pretty well again this year because people like to see the famous people, especially if they might be a little tipsy. Uh, Best motion picture drama, the nominees, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis. Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, Tar with Kate Blanchett, who's going to win all the awards, and Top Gun Maverick. That's pretty solid. I, I would not have Top Gun Maverick in my top five motion pictures. We'll be talking about my list of the best and worst movies of the year uh, in just a couple of weeks. But The Banshees of Inna Sharon is in comedy, according to the Golden Globes. I might have that in drama. I would also have The Whale there. But so their best picture, musical or comedy, Banshees, Babylon interesting too uh everything everywhere all at once glass onion and knives out mystery and triangle of sadness pretty solid list there uh best television series musical or comedy abbott elementary the bear on fx which is fucking brilliant and should win but probably won't hacks on hbo max only murders in the building and then wednesday on netflix jenna ortega getting all kinds of buzz for that uh, best performance by an actor in TV series drama, Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, Diego Luna for Andor, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Adam Scott for Severance. Got some real classic veterans in there and then some relatively younger actors who are, I mean, all familiar names. I'd love to see uh, Bob Odenkirk be uh, awarded for his final season of Better Call Saul. Best performance by an actress, limited series, anthology series, or a motion picture made for television. Jessica Chastain, George and Tammy, Julia Garner, Inventing Anna, Lily James, Pam and Tommy, Julia Roberts, Gaslit, and Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. I, I, this is another thing that I, I should have mentioned. Pam and Tommy, 
uh, Sebastian Stan and Lily James playing uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Uh, it got nominated for series. It got nominated for both of their performances. That is a cheese ball. It's okay, the series. But to me, that, 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 that when I watched that, when I reviewed it, the idea that it would be nominated for any awards never occurred to me because it's just so, it's about two relatively interesting dopes and this blackmail case on the infamous sex tape. And when I saw it, when I reviewed it, I said, you know, it's sort of like spending time with the real Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson circa the 1990s, where at first it'd be really interesting and then just kind of annoying to be in the same room with them. It's okay. It's deliberately over the top. It's a little bit campy. The actors did what they could with the roles, but they're not playing very interesting characters, you know, other than the way they look and the kind of the over the top obnoxious behavior. There's no there there. So kind of surprising to see them nominated. We have recently come into possession of a piece of material. Nobody's ever getting rich off a celebrity sex tape. What if we sold it someplace nobody could find us? A website. A website? It's this thing on the computer. People will order the tape directly from us. High-rated copies are spreading up all over the web. You don't seem to understand what a big deal this is. I'm on that tape just the same as you. But this is worse for me. How is this worse for you? Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Uh, this is for TV. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Show win. Claire Danes for Fleischman is in Trouble. Daisy Edgar Jones, Under the Banner of Heaven. Nisi Nash-Betts for Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And Aubrey Plaza for The White Lotus. Fantastic. It's interesting because I don't know what the deadlines are for the Globes. It's very interesting because The White Lotus Season 2 just concluded. And it's eligible for, for this year's Golden Globes, not next year's. And usually it's shows that have come out the, you know, the previous calendar year uh, in that same vein, F. Marie Abraham uh, nominated for actor for the White Lotus season two, Domhnall Gleeson for the patient, Paul Walter Hauser, who was amazing in Blackbird. This is, these are supporting roles, Richard Jenkins for monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story and Seth Rogen for Pam and Tommy. All right. You know what? Why don't we wrap it up there? Uh, you can see the complete list of nominations anywhere online. Uh, I'll definitely get back and circle back to you guys, and we'll talk about it on another podcast after the Golden Globes on January 10th. I'm Richard Roper. This is the Richard Roper Podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon.